This is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Each week, producer Phil, a guest, and I watch a horrible theater-released movie. We record our conversation, and then we tear that movie to shreds. We keep it family-friendly, so gather the family around the old smartphone, laptop, or tablet and join in on the fun. Just like all the great Studio DNA podcasts, find the Horrible Movie Podcast at Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Uncle Jed, the party's starting. Hear that music? All right, Q Jim Short. From South Bend, Indiana, it's the Sports Yak Podcast, brought to you by... And Q Big Voice Guy. Big and Tall Outlet, featuring big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. Big and Tall Outlet, on Napanee Street in Elkhart, or online at bigandtalloutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. This is Jimmy Shorts. What doofus would name a podcast after a stupid Tibetan ox? Probably one of these morons. Corey Mann, and uh, maybe it was Chuck Freebie. Hey Jim, let's lay off the commentary and stick to the script, okay? The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Uh, Jim, it's actually the only sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts, and that's good. Welcome to episode, wait for it, 30, Chuck Freebie. We've made it this far. Do you remember what we talked about on episode one? Not really. Notre Dame Ball State was our big chat fest. Okay. Yes. We Uh, haven't come that far from there. No, we haven't. Congratulations, by the way, on episode 30 of our little experiment we call the Sports Yak. And congratulations to you as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope we've enhanced your sports knowledge. I don't see how we couldn't have. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, it feels like a lifetime ago. The last time we sat in a room together was Wednesday? No, we didn't sit together Wednesday. You and Jimmy Shorts did the show Wednesday. Oh. Can I just tell you how hard that was to... Uh, control him? Can Not control him, but like, what's my role in this interview? Huh. And I think we talked about it off podcast. It was just yes. like, I'm going to, I'm going to go straight and narrow... And just see what happens. Right. And um, 
Boy, that was something. I, w- I was smiling ear to ear. Just some of the stuff he said. Even our friends over at Big and Tall Outlet were like, did he say medical meth? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes he, he did. did. So there you go. Did you have a chance to listen to that, by the way? I've saved that one for, I've got a road trip tomorrow night that I'm taking, and I will be listening then. Okay. Uh, Just remember, he's talking on the world's first cell phone. So if you you hear a slight buzz, you'll know why. Well, that would stand to go with Jimmy. Let's, uh, Let's go Notre Dame being undefeated. That seems to be the big story that most people want to talk about. I want to ask you uh, specifically, what game in the 12-0 season do you think the Irish looked their very best? Syracuse, without question. Everything seemed to be working during that game. Right. Offensively, defensively, I thought that was their best game of the year. Why does a week later look the way it does, do you think? To a certain extent, I think they were a bit overconfident going into the USC game because USC had struggled so much and they had played so well against Syracuse. I think there was some place in the players' minds where they thought, oh, we've got this. Cakewalk. Yeah. And then USC came out and they played inspired football and Notre Dame came out and played flat and you saw for a quarter and a half what happens when – College football teams do that. Hmm. And then Notre Dame, thank goodness for Chris Fink, makes a heck of a catch. Yeah. And and obviously that drive kept alive by Ian Book lowering the shoulder and picking up a first down when the Irish had to have it on third and long. And then he drops a dime on Chris Fink in the end zone, who makes a beautiful catch. That made it 10-7, and that at least gave Notre Dame a little spark going into halftime. And then they made some adjustments. The corners on defense played way too soft in the first half. And I know plenty of people sitting at home saw that same thing. So Notre Dame just decided, okay, we're going to make USC beat us deep. And they did one time. They got about a 30-yard pass play one time in the second half. And the rest of the time, they couldn't beat them deep. Despite the win, is that the worst we've seen of them this season? Oh, no. No, I thought Ball State. You want to go back to episode one? Yeah. I thought Ball State was probably the worst we've seen Notre Dame play this year. Mm. Okay. And Vanderbilt wasn't much better. Remember when this team was 3-0, and it wasn't a very convincing 3-0. and We're sitting here lambasting the, the offensive line, talking about how the quarterback wasn't throwing the ball accurately, saying, boy, you're barely surviving against teams. What's going to happen when you play somebody good? Yeah, kind of skin of your teeth wins each week. Last time Irish were undefeated? 2012, and they played Alabama in the national championship game. And this refresher, it did not go well. (laughs) So, uh, college playoff poll comes out as we are recording this tomorrow night. The poll comes out tomorrow night, and then Sunday... They will make the actual selections for who plays in the college football playoff. And from the time they make that selection to when that next game is, is that a week or is that? Oh, no, no, no. We've so got... the selection is made December 2nd. Okay. The semifinal games are December 29th. Oh, my. And then how quickly after that is the championship game? I believe the championship game is then January 7th. Do you remember a weekend such as this where just. Insanity in college football with other teams. Oh yeah, 
Oh, that it usually happens right around this time of year. Just crazy scoring and which game was your favorite to watch over the weekend? LSU. Well, that was yeah, that, that was, was an insane crazy. football game. That was seven overtimes? Seven right? overtimes. Yes. I think the final was 72-71 or something like that. Because of this little program, I've kept my eye on Purdue and Indiana. Um, I wasn't surprised by Purdue winning. No. Uh, has any announcement been made at all? No, nothing yet. I mean, Jeff Brome said after the game, right now Purdue is where he wants to stay. The caveat, of course, there being the two words, right now. Certainly, at that point of time, yes, I had no doubt Jeff Brown wanted to stay at Purdue. So Purdue wins that game against Indiana. They go on to play. They will play in a bowl game. We just don't know where. That will all filter out next Sunday as well. Okay. I've seen different projections. One projection has Purdue playing in the Pinstripe Bowl out at Yankee Stadium. That's like December 27th, I want to say. Okay. Another projection has Purdue actually playing in a New Year's Day bowl game against Kentucky at like 11 a.m. on New Year's Day. Does the committee, Chuck, look at attendance figures? Of course they do. Because they want to know who's going to spend money to either go see them play or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they still have games to play this next Saturday. Yes, they do. If you had a, let's just throw a dart at the wall. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I think Alabama beats Georgia this Saturday, so Georgia will fall out of the number four spot that they'll probably be put in tomorrow night. And I believe Oklahoma will beat Texas this weekend. Mm-hmm. And if so, Oklahoma I think would move up into the number four spot, and Oklahoma Alabama would be a very interesting semifinal. Uh, let me turn the question to you. Uh, what was your favorite game of the weekend? My favorite game was probably the Oklahoma-West Virginia game. Okay. Just because it was defense optional. You know, the, we get deceived by the final score of the LSU-Texas A&M game because the final score of that game was 31-31 in regulation. And then it, after seven overtimes, it advanced into the 70s because yeah. of the overtime rules. The West Virginia-Oklahoma final, I believe, was something like 52-45 to or something like that in regulation. All I know is this. Oklahoma has set an NCAA record. They have become the first team ever to win four straight games while allowing 40 points or more in each of those games. (laughs) That's crazy. I misspoke. My favorite game... Over the weekend was Friday night on my cell phone watching Edwardsburg. Okay. That was the first time I saw Edwardsburg play this year in the state championship. That was some great high school football. They are a terrific team. And congratulations to Kevin Bartz, who has been the head coach up there for a quarter of a century, has put in a ton of time, has believed in this offense that he uses. They're great football players, but they're even better kids. I mean, these are the... uh kind of kids you know that uh, that I have in classes that do a phenomenal job they're great in the hallways they're they're great in the community they're 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 just phenomenal kids to be around you know Edwardsburg is not rife with division one talent right they might have one d1 player on that team and that's Josh Preby one of their offensive linemen other than that it's a bunch of high school kids who put in the effort believe in the coach believe in the system do what they're told to do 
and execute it very, very well. I think the entire town of Edwardsburg 1200 was in the stands that night. May well have been, and they should have been. I'm That's the biggest say, thing to happen in Edwardsburg since Lunkers was formed. I, I am proud to say I was in a small group with the Goggins family, and I remember. Oh, really? I remember a young Goggins. I had to ask my wife. I was like, "Is that the little kid that used to run around at small group? Wow, did he have a game?" Yeah, well, he's an all-state player. He was named to the all-state team yesterday, and deservedly so. Caden is a terrific football player. The Sports Yak Podcast, being brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Let's say hello to Derek at Big and Tall, or B&T as I like to call it. Hey, Derek. We just want to invite you guys out to Big and Tall Outlet on State Road 19 in Elkhart. Derek, tell the sports maniacs, that's what we're going to call our listeners maniacs, about Big and Tall. We are a small business. You know, we've we've been in business for, I believe, uh, 47 years now. Nearly 10,000 square feet of uh, Big and Tall men's merchandise here for you guys to shop. Let's say I stop by the old Big and Tall Outlet. What's in stock? Everything from uh, team apparel to denim, to flannels, warmer fall and winter items. What if the tens and tens of sports maniacs have any questions? If you ever have any questions, feel free to give us a a call. Our number is 574-293-0111. And if you're looking for anything in particular, please feel free to contact us on Facebook, through Messenger, through Twitter. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us nowadays. If there's anything you guys are ever looking for, dress pants, casual pants, denim, sweatshirts, hoodies, Elastic waist pants, sweatpants. How about that phone number one more time? 574-293-0111. What did you just say? 574-293-0111. Say it again to my face. 574-293-0111. Come again? 574-293-0111. From South Bend, Indiana, it's the Sports Yak. Podcast brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in El This is Jimmy Shorts, the number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And that's good. Jim Harbaugh. Still has not beaten Ohio State. I mean, all we heard about going into this game. Is this seven games now since he's been there? Well, no, I think he's only been there four years. Okay. However, um, the fact of the matter is Urban Meyer and Ohio State right now own Michigan. Mm -hmm. And they hung 62, and at the end of the game, everybody kind of wondered – they going to score another touchdown here? And if they score another touchdown, would they go for two to get 70? <laughs> and they wound up taking a knee at the end. But that was a whooping. Yeah, it was. That Ohio State put on Michigan. And all of a sudden, you go from talking about Michigan being the, the fourth team of the college football playoff to now people are saying, well, what about Ohio State? Right, a team that really had not played well all season long up until then, but somehow had only lost one game. Now, I think what's going to work against Ohio State in the long run of getting into the playoff mm-hmm. is that 29-point loss to Purdue. However, if Georgia loses and if Oklahoma loses this weekend, there sit the Buckeyes. So Michigan... They'll be in some sort of bowl, but it's oh, not going to be, be in a New Year's Day bowl. But it won't be anything of of consequence. Is that guy's job uh, 
Is he in a hot seat? No, I don't think he's in the hot seat because they went 10-2 and two this year. And both of his losses were to top 10 teams. However, I think Michigan fans, and I mean, Ohio State has won, I believe now, 16 out of the last 18 wow. against Michigan. And who was that other team Michigan lost to again? Uh, that would be the Fighting Irish oh, of Notre okay. Dame. <laughs> Something that they tried to conveniently forget for most of the season. I felt like on social media on Sunday there was a lot of hatred towards Notre Dame. I don't understand why. I feel like they've earned where they're at. Is it just because there's a, there's such a polarizing team of you either love them or you can't stand them because yes. they're on every Saturday? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Mm. I saw and it. I think Notre Dame fans, while they do not want to admit this, are just as obnoxious as Michigan or Ohio State fans or name the team. I agree. I watched a, a sliver of NFL yesterday because there was so much Friday and Saturday to watch. Sure. Uh, Colts, I think, are just up and to the right. They are. They are playing much better. Uh, they win that game yesterday, 27-24. The ageless wonder, Adam Vinatieri, kicks another game-winning field goal. How long has that guy been kicking? He Well, this is his 22nd year out of South Dakota State. <laughs> and... The Colts have won five in a row, and all of a sudden Frank Reich's team is a playoff contender. They are right on the cusp of a wild card berth in the AFC, and you would think that they'd be a favorite coming up this weekend going to Jacksonville. What's happening with the uh, Packers? What is going on there? The Packers don't have any kind of run game to speak of to put around Aaron Rodgers, and the defense is questionable at best. And because of that, that's why they're 4-6-1 and one right now. They are so banged up in the secondary. Last night, they started three rookies in the secondary. Really? Against Kirk Cousins. They're lucky it was as close as it was. That tells you how good their front seven is. The fact that their front seven is basically keeping them in the game because there's not much there in the secondary right now. Bears looked a little rough on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) Yeah, they did, but still got the job done. Remember, they didn't have their starting quarterback. Who was that guy, by the way? Chase Daniel has been in the league for probably about 10 years. He played at Missouri. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job as backup quarterback. Oh, he put together a nice little highlight reel. And then the Bears, as they have done all year, rely on their defense to come up with a big play. And Eddie Jackson takes one to the house for the winner. Uh, did you catch any Notre Dame basketball over the weekend? I was aware of what they did, and quite frankly, that's the best they've played all year was how they played in the second half against DePaul. And why is it the best they've played all year? Because, oh, all of a sudden the captains have stepped up and started scoring. Oh, there's Rex Fluger. Get him off the milk carton. He just scored again. Had four three-pointers. T.J. Gibbs had three three-pointers in that game. Fluger, 20 points. Gibbs, 18. The Irish buried to Paul, 95-70. to 70. And now they take on Illinois in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's a game Notre Dame should win. Now the schedule gets a little bit tougher after that with teams like Oklahoma and UCLA on the docket. Binghamton? Binghamton. Sorry. Bing, Binghamton. 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 Yes. Binghamton. And you know what noted television personality went to Binghamton? I don't. Tony Kornheiser. Oh. From Pardon the Interruption. Jacksonville Dolphins. 
Coppin State Eagles. Yeah. And then uh, after the first of the year, Syracuse, Boston College, North Carolina You're State. just looking at the home schedule, though. Yeah. You need to look at the entire schedule because it gets a lot tougher for the Irish in the month of December than it was in November. Lowest price ticket for the uh, Duke game, 160 right now. Yeah, it's not going to get much cheaper. Boy, that's a big game tomorrow night. Duke and Indiana, you can hear it on 103.1 FM at 930. Huge test for who the did I watch them? Who did I watch Duke play the other night? Gonzaga. Yeah. And Gonzaga beat him. Figured out a way. Man, that, that Zion Williamson kid is gigantic. Here's the thing. Why didn't he touch the ball in the last two minutes of that game? And I, I realize I'm asking the wrong person because you're not really going to be able to give me an answer. <laughs> I am not. But that's more of a rhetorical question for you kids out there listening. How does – I realize R.J. Barrett is supposedly the number one player on that team, another freshman with Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. R.J. Barrett has missed more field goal attempts this year than Zion Williamson has taken. R.J., Mike Krzyzewski needs to go up to R.J. Barrett and say, R.J., I've been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. I've won national championships. Pass the ball! Follow the Yak on Twitter at SportsYak with two Ks. Let the second K is silent. Basketball, are you, are, you, are you fired up? You got that this Friday night? Are you ready to go? Is it a, a slow and steady build? I will go scout tomorrow night. Okay. Either Elkhart Central or Elkhart Memorial. Bob will probably take the other team. Do they have a game or just practice? Uh, no, they have games. Elkhart Central plays at Goshen tomorrow night. Elkhart Memorial opens its season at home against Elkhart Christian. Okay. And then we will convene at the Big Barn on Bristol Street on Friday night, along with many other citizens of the city with a heart, as Elkhart Memorial and Elkhart Central get together for, I believe, the 79th time on the hardwood. Well, we've got some EC alumni that are wanting to go to this game as well. That so. would be the lovely and talented Debbie Sigsby. Yep, we will be in attendance that night because I'm told this is quite the rivalry it to is. go watch. It is. I hope you have a chance to meet the lovely and talented Kara Sears. Oh, I, I've, I've met her. I, we've, we've gone face to face. Oh, I'm sure you have. Yes. And uh, you'll, you'll see quite the atmosphere for that game. Excited about that. Uh, Bob was up in Vancouver. Yes, have you heard from him? Have you uh, any uh, travel he, details? Well, he's visiting his podiatrist even as we speak. Oh. Um, <laughs> so that's that's something to always look forward to. Podiatry. Yes. However, uh, Notre Dame came away with a big tournament win up at the Vancouver Showcase, capped off by quite the comeback on Saturday night. They fell down to Oregon State by, I believe, 14 in that one before coming back to win by 10, 91-81, kind of setting the tempo for the football team that night. Uh, Notre Dame, just playing like the experienced team they are. They don't panic when they get down. They've been struggling early in games, and I know that's a concern for Muffet McGraw, especially going into this weekend when they play UConn on Sunday. But if they can iron that little wrinkle out, this is a pretty well-oiled machine. You've got really three terrific scorers in Enrique Agumbawale, Jackie Young, and Brianna Turner. And all of them were needed on Saturday night, and all of them responded. On this day in history, something very close to your heart. 
Really? Yeah. Care to guess what it is? I'll give you three guesses. Something close to my heart on this day in history. Well, first of all, I have to figure out what day it is. It's uh, November 26th. Mm-hmm. You have to go way back on this one. Mm. Okay. And I've only recently learned this about you, but I do know that it's a Chuck Freebie fun fact. November 26th in the Wayback Machine. Don't know. Black and white. Still don't know. Movie premiere. Oh, Casablanca premiered. On this day. Very good. One of the great films to me, the greatest film of all time, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, Claude Rains, I believe one best supporting actor, and well he should for his portrayal of Major Renault. Uh, Peter Laurie, Sidney Greenstreet. I mean, you're talking an all-star cast here. Do you put the Godfather movies in that top ten of yours? I would, yeah. I'm, those are good. It was on. It was on AMC. AMC, and we watched it uh, at some friends' Which I, house. You know, to me, nothing says Thanksgiving like mafia kills. I mean, well, we watched I, it post dinner. I still would not run that movie over Thanksgiving. We did what we usually do on Wednesday night. We went out. We rented it. We should buy it by now. But we rented planes, trains, and automobiles, and enjoyed the travel escapades of one Neil Page and Del Griffith as they worked their way from New York City to Chicago via Wichita. Uh, we did purchase it this year, so it's on instant download. Let me ask you this. A lot of remakes. I don't want to call it a remake, but let's say someone revisits that idea. There's they no revisit need. the idea. There's no though. need. I know there's no need, but they revisit the idea. Who is the Steve Martin character in this day and age? Who's the John Candy character? Oh, gosh. I do have a, sl- I have a small list. Jack Black is the John Candy character, I agree. perhaps. Uh, for the Steve Martin character? Another Steve, in my opinion. Oh, Corell, yeah. Wouldn't that be, that feel about right? Uh, yeah, probably so, but why do you want to me- I mean they got it right the first time they There's did no but need. you can update it you know all the different kinds of travel that we have Edie McClurg has one scene and it's iconic <laughs> now <laughs> just and and she does some good stuff in that scene yes yeah, she does but obviously it it's made by Steve Martin and his rather foul mouth if, if you get the edited version it just doesn't play as well no Channel 9 really kind of wrecks that when yeah. you watch that one. Uh, yeah, so I watched The Godfather yesterday, the unedited version, because it had been quite a few years. The Mann family went and saw Ralph Wrecks the Internet. Thoughts? Uh, they should have just stuck with the first one. This mm-hmm. one was, they, they use every internet joke they could possibly use while trying to tell a story. And I, Chuck, I got a headache. I had to close my eyes. A couple of times because it was there, it was it was information overload of what was happening. All the internet jokes you've ever wanted to tell turned into a character or a one-liner, and it was just too much. I yeah, sometimes these movies try a little too hard. I mean, I like the first one a lot. This the second one was it just. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Toy Story four. Yes, they'd had a great uh, back-to-back trailer of uh, two new characters, which is uh, Keenan and Peel. Yeah, as uh, a Peele. bunny and a little chick. And then they showed the one that we've all seen on the internet, where they're kind of, they're playing that older song, and they're kind of holding hands in a circle, and the uh, the fork. He's like, "I'm not a toy," and kind of fumbles everything up. I am looking forward to that one as well. 
And what else? What else do we need that's to cover? Your, that's your other podcast. What else? That is. I my, didn't turn an episode in, by the way. It was a holiday. Have you heard any feedback on that? I've got nothing. not turning in an episode, I've are you in kind of trouble or something like that? Internet trouble. Anything else you want to cover? Well, I think we have to make sure we give these good people a Bible verse today, and that would be from Luke 21, verses 3 and 4. Where Jesus says, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest. For those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has offered her whole livelihood. And then Jesus went on to tell the disciples, and she passed the ball. <laughs> so what did she, what did she, uh, what's the context? What did she do for him to say that? Jesus was- is watching people putting their money into the treasury. Okay. They're making their offerings. And this widow, who probably had two mites to her name, mm-hmm. put them both in. She was all in. She was all invested, which is pretty much what we're asked to be as Christians. Jesus doesn't want just, you know, oh, here's the bonus that we have. Here's here's a, I've got some extra free time. I'll give you that, Jesus. He wants us all in. And he wants us to pass the ball. I'll give you one more thing. Okay. You texted me during my pregame show the other day. I did. And, and gave me um, gave the show a nice compliment, which the show is well produced by Tom Cullen. Uh, your your thoughts as uh, the home viewer of Countdown to Kickoff, what did we do well? What could we improve upon? Were there any highlights? Uh, something that bothers me about technology, and I know there's no way around it, is when you ask a question, there's that delay, and it's got to tra- it's got to travel across mm-hmm. the country to get to Alex, yeah. and it feels, uh, and it just feels like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's two seconds. It was a two second delay. The longest two seconds ever. I know. Uh, I like Alex. I've liked him as he's progressed. I think the other guy needs some work. Okay. But I mean, he's he's kind of the third man. Right. That's I mean, that's where you would expect to have somebody yeah. who needs some work. I, I do like somebody out there uh, at an away game. I think that adds a little bit to the uh, level of coverage and excitement. Oh, absolutely. If you don't have somebody out there, there's no reason to do it. Yeah. I think um, you're obviously very comfortable behind a. Uh, Anchor desk. Mm-hmm. I think you do that well. I love uh, I love uh, history. So I loved, uh, and I think you said you love the audio of that guy. That, you know, back in the day, of John, the- John Facenda. Yeah. In the movie Wake Up the Echoes, which came out in the mid '80s, has a line in the in the movie: "The greatest of all college rivalries is the University of Notre Dame." And the University of Southern California. And it's six seconds, and it just makes your hair stand on end. <laughs> I like watching all that stuff. Highlights from all of those games. Yeah. I like when you do that kind of stuff. Um, Play, yeah. Player features. We, did, we give you, did we give you enough meat and potatoes about the game? Did you feel like you were well-versed going into the game? I think that's the if, – if you're a fan and you're on social media, I think that's where you've got to figure out a way to up the level because it's like everybody's got a microphone in the player's face and mm-hmm. you're either going to hear it before or after the show. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something maybe – 
one-on-one or getting them alone and asking a different set of well, questions. believe me, we'd love to. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Believe me, we'd love to do uh, I think there's a level of silliness that happens on other channels that I'm glad doesn't happen on yours. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm sorry, and maybe this is too old school for some people, but it's Notre Dame football. And there's a lot of people in this town that take it very seriously. Yeah. So I think you need to show that kind of regard. Now, you remember that it is a football game. This is not life and death. You don't need to – this is not a uh, a news conference or something. But on the other hand, it's an event that a lot of people invest a lot of time in, and thus you need to reflect that. Yeah. I'd give I'd give your uh, I would give your season a solid, and I probably saw, I probably saw five shows. I'd give it a solid B plus. Okay, with room to improve. Sure, uh, I do because of my love for the person across the uh, desk from me. I love you in the anchor position, like the head guy, mm-hmm. and I felt like sometimes uh, Alex was. It felt like he kind of took the lead. Well, it's their station. Yeah, but they brought you in for a reason. Yeah, and I think well, they... and and that showed up. I think in the last two shows. Yeah, when I'm there at the anchor desk. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a good show. I like it. I mean, there's definitely times when it's like, does that did that need to be an hour? Did that need to be a half hour? You know, but either you stick with a a, a programming and you and you well, and you stick with the it. The half hour was really twenty minutes of content and ten minutes of commercials. Yeah, it blew by pretty quick. Yeah, it it rocketed. I liked it though. Yeah. And so will you do one for playoffs and oh, I, championship? I, I would assume that and you know how it is in this business. If they can sell it, we will do it. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe that they'll be able to sell that. What uh what where's the championship being played? Is that a CBS? Uh no, that's a ABC ESPN deal. Okay. So, uh, but that didn't stop us on Saturday, and I don't think it would stop us in this situation. The only question would be: Would you do it on the front? The the semifinal games are on Saturday. Okay. If Notre Dame is playing in the four o'clock semifinal, I could see doing a a countdown to kickoff show on Saturday before that. Okay. If they're playing in the 8 o'clock and you've got Oklahoma-Alabama on at 4, I don't see I don't see the point in doing a Notre Dame lead-in show going up against the other college football playoff because right. that's what people are going to be watching. Yeah, I got you. So then you would do it on Friday night, mm-hmm. where I think it loses a little bit of steam, but it'll still be okay. The Friday night version, though, could be a great look back at an undefeated season. Oh, just and, a, just and a highlight reel. Yeah, of leading up to. There will be lots it. of that in there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and there will also be talk about the game and the opponent and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, interesting. I was see. just curious because you know, I, as a viewer, I'm always I'm always curious to what the home viewer, and and I would call you mid level mm-hmm. in in sports fan. Uh, what somebody like you sees and and thinks, but I'm also watching via behind I, the scenes well, TV. I, I know there, yeah, there's always broadcasting, that. and and that's the part of us that unfortunately we can't shut off. Right. Anytime I'm watching one of these games, I'm sitting there thinking of like even an NFL game. I'm thinking about okay, how many people do they have in the truck? How many cameras are they working with? Boy, this is a. I thought the same thing Friday night. 
I don't know what streaming I was listening to, mm-hmm. but by the by the fifth or sixth time it dropped out, I was furious. A buddy texted me and said, Fox Sports is carrying it, and it looked fantastic on my phone. Yeah. And it looked like a it looked like an NFL game. Well, that's because it was done by Fox Sports Detroit, and, yeah. and they do that kind of stuff. It looked fantastic. So yeah. I, I, I'm excited for those guys to maybe get to watch that at that viewing. I mean, that was, that was big time. Congrats, Eddie's. Way to go. Yes. Well, there we go. Episode 30. I feel good about what's happened. There are no rules. We can go. We can jump here. We can jump there. We can pull back. We can push Once forward. Once this is all edited, uh, it still won't sound seamless. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Spreaker.com. The front page of PulseFM.com. The entire archives from number 30 to number one. Thanks again. We'll talk later this week. You've been listening to the Sports Yak Podcast. Brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. And that's good. <laughs> time permitting. <laughs> huh? I'm sorry. We're out of time. We're out of, we're out of time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.